Welcome into another Daily Wager Extra podcast. I'm Doug Kazarian. We are taping this on Thursday, the penultimate day of the 2021 calendar year, December 30th. And we're talking week 17, but for the first time, it is not the final week of the regular season. And a lot of playoff positioning with only one bye in each conference, as we learned last year. So a lot of fun, intriguing games. Last week, the public did really well. So we'll talk to Mr. Executive Director John Murray coming up momentarily. And uh, we'll get to the bonanza at the end. A lot of moving parts this week with COVID, injuries, playoff positioning, division titles on the line, revenge spots, whole, uh, whole, whole list of narratives for a lot of these games. It'll be a lot of fun talking to Murray, so let's get to it. Kicking is for losers. Time now to welcome in Mr. Executive Director, where we've had a lot of instances of kicking is for losers, most notably yes. last week in the NFL. Dan Campbell, down seven, pulled to Nardu- Narduzzi in the final handful of minutes. Got the field goal, got the ball back, had a chance to win. Uh, but fourth and five, you have to question the field goal, right, Murray? <laughs> have to question the field goal. Are you kidding me? I, know, I, I mean, know. that, that could be that, that, that could be the worst kick of the year. And it sucks because I like Dan Campbell. I'm, I'm a fan of Dan Campbell's. I think he's funny. I think he looks like PC principal. He kind of carries himself like PC principal. I, I've been rooting for him all year. I, I don't know what he's doing. I wasn't watching that game, but people were tweeting at me that they kicked a field goal down seven inside the 10 yard line. Is that correct? Yes. It was like the uh, that, eight. It was like fourth and five from like the eight. I want to say something along those lines. I, I mean, I think the only way that you could justify that would, would have been if it was like fourth and 28 after a series of penalties uh, on fourth and five. It's not even a question. Of course you have to go for it. Well, that happened. Uh, so did a trip back East for the holiday. How was uh, your puppy making the travel? She was really good, man. You know, she didn't make a peep on either flight and she didn't have an accident on either flight. And she got to meet my mom's dog, my brother's dog, my cousin's dogs, uh, all these different dogs. And she loved it. She was the she was the bell of the ball. She, she yeah. had an absolute blast. man. She was exhausted when we got back to Las Vegas. Um, but she's she's having fun, man. She's a very spoiled dog. Very, very spoiled. But that's OK. Along similar lines, Arthur made his small screen debut live. He's, he's his picture's been up there, but he he got right. some a cameo from home camera, and he was on Christmas. And then yesterday, he gave out a winner nice. in the bowl game, in the Clemson game, first half under. So he's he's doing well, uh, and he where, also oh, loves Arthur. Dogs. Hey Arthur, where where was my tip on that first half under? I mean, <laughs> what the hell, man? Did he lose my information or something? Yeah, I think so. I think we got to okay. set up that play date, and uh, yeah. he can arrange for that. But he's let's do it. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be good. Okay, let's get to the NFL card. Week 17 usually means scrubs some, in some games and nothing to play for, but obviously an extra regular season game this year. Yeah, a lot of uh, moving parts. I guess the biggest one is Carson Wentz and the potential there and the line movement throughout the week. Just uh, take us through that sort of sequence of events. Well, it's been strange. Uh, yet another unique uh, booking game for us when they, I guess the NFL changed its own COVID policy in the middle of the week. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how you can really even game plan for these things. I was I was told initially that uh, because Carson Wentz had not received a vaccine, he was going to be out for Sunday. And then the CDC, I guess, put out a statement. So the NFL flip-flopped on their own policy. And now we're proceeding as if Carson Wentz will be the quarterback for the Colts. Uh, on Sunday against the Raiders in what's a, a very critical game for both of those teams. Both of those teams still have uh, aspirations of going to the playoffs, especially the Colts. And the, the, the Colts, Wentz is not an elite quarterback, but he's worth a lot to the point spread because the Colts backups are so bad. So it, it really, it makes a huge difference whether he's in there or not to the, to the number. 
Yeah, that's the big big point. I, I I do an annual column. I did not do it this year about you know the quarterback's worth most of this point spread, and it's so much about the delta, right? The drop off between first and second string. Yeah. Um, you know, like for example, Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz, at least to the point spread. However, the drop off to Huntley versus the drop off to <laughs> Indy's backup very different, and so it's about the delta and what it does to your team. Oh, well, there's no doubt. Sure. I think that's well said because Lamar Jackson to Huntley actually wouldn't be as much of a drop-off as what we're dealing with here in this game, but potentially dealing with in this game. But like I said, the NFL changed their own policy. So they, they already did that to us uh, previously. If you look right, talk about, about that Cleveland, games. Yeah. Cleveland and the Raiders, they told us initially the games would not be postponed, that the team would have to forfeit, and then they postponed three games in one week. So, yeah, it's, it's caused a lot of headaches because they, they put out these rules and then they just change them. Well, we're all staying nimble. And sure. throughout this entire sure. uh, COVID situation, as is Arthur in the background, in case you guys can't hear, he's playing with toys. So just uh, if you hear some nice. grunting and some banging, it's it's Arthur. It's not me. <laughs> okay, so the Raiders come back and beat Denver and stay in the playoff hunt like you alluded to. So we got six and a half there. Next game, man, I'm so mad at myself. I really should have hammered the second half Eagles. I was watching the first half, and Fromm looked so limited. And the Eagles just blew him out. And so the Bears, after winning in Seattle, which obviously caught me off guard because I was on the Seahawks, six-point home favorites. What's going on here? You know, we really got roughed up on that Philadelphia game. Everybody was on Philadelphia against the Giants. They crushed the Giants in that game. I, I have no what's going on there. I have no idea. How could the Giants possibly give a vote of confidence to their coach and quarterback and say, yep, we're going to go and do this again next year? That's why the line is so high. Because right now the Giants are – they could be the most dysfunctional organization in the league, maybe between them and Jacksonville. Uh, I have no idea what the New York Giants are doing right now, and that's why Chicago is a six-point favorite. And the Bears, like you mentioned, they're coming off of a solid win. I, I don't know how you, I don't know how you get involved in this game, personally. But Who's quarterbacking I Chicago? I, I mean, I have, who knows? I didn't look that. Well, Foles, uh, what Foles did is he just did the basic stuff. I forget yeah. who the broadcaster was, but I was listening to the game. They're like, it's simple. He just checks down, finds the open guy, the underneath. And look, Seattle would have covered. I think it was fourth and goal. They scored the jump ball to Jimmy Graham. If not, it was like third and goal. Yeah. So it could have easily been a Seattle seven-point win and cover. But Foles just kept it simple. You know, he, his ceiling was lower than Fields, but the floor was higher because he understands things. Obviously, guys won a Super Bowl MVP for crying out loud. So sure. he just took what the defense gave him, and it was a meaningless game. So I can see Foles, and you know, maybe it, I I could see I could see myself getting involved in a teaser if it's Foles. This number is, is is about how bad the New York Giants are. It, it's not about Correct. Chicago. It's not about who plays quarterback for the Chicago Bears. It's about how dysfunctional we view the Giants to be at this time. One sharp bet, a guy went under 37 and a half, and he knocked us to 37. But very quiet action on this game, and I would expect that to carry to the weekend. I don't expect this to be a game we're paying too much attention to on Sunday morning. Yeah, I was going to say, not just a uh, six-point spread, but a six-point spread with a 37 total. Um, interesting, to say the least. So a handful of double-digit favorites here, and we'll just go to the Bucks because uh, they really need to open up a can here against the Jets. Uh, there's a few of these teams that I'm expecting major blowouts. I think Tampa's one of them. Uh, they took care of business against Carolina, which continues to stink. And uh, the, this is at New York, but it's under 14. This could be a bloodbath, but the Jets have shown some a pulse here and there. Yeah, these are the kind of games. Uh, these are the kind of games. These are the kind of point spreads are why we've had such a bad 
a bad December. These favorites like Tampa Bay minus 13 have been covering a lot. Tampa Bay covered against Carolina last week. I mentioned Philadelphia, the Chiefs covered on this past Sunday. These big favorites have been getting the number. And we know that everyone's going to bet on Tampa Bay in this game. We're at 13 right now. Right now, the tickets are eight to one, nine to one on the Buccaneers. And that's going to carry all the way through to the weekend. Uh, we'll be rooting for the Jets, I'm sure. Uh, and the, the Buccaneers, if they haven't looked as good recently, I mean, that was a very good win against Carolina on Sunday, but Cam Newton shouldn't be out on an NFL field. I think we all know that right now. He's so, horrendous. Yeah. So I don't know how much you want to, I don't know how much you want to take away from that game. I, I don't take away much from that game. Um, yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, there's just the gift that keeps on giving is Carolina starting sure. Cam Newton and, um, Tampa just, I mean, they had to win. That was, you're right. Let's not. Now, the next game on the card, which is another big spread, this is a, this feels like too big of a spread. Buffalo 14 and a half at home against Atlanta. Well, Buffalo had such a great performance uh, this past Sunday, winning in New England. I know me and you both liked the Bills in that game. Unfortunately for us at the Superbook, so did a couple of our bigger house players. They came in, they took Buffalo plus 10, plus 115, big money line bets on the Bills. Josh Allen was incredible in that game. And it looks like Buffalo is going to seize the AFC East for the second year in a row. And this is like we just talked about the Tampa game. We're, we're staying we're staying kind of high on these numbers because these are the games we've been losing on all month. I mean, we keep having these big favorites in the NFL, the public laying these big numbers and these big favorites coming through for the public. Buffalo did it uh, two weeks ago against I believe it was Carolina. They covered a big number and we took a big loss on that game. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like the Bills have been pretty inconsistent. I I liked them. Like we talked about. It. I liked them in the game against the Patriots, but it's a little different, you mm-hmm. know, covering this spread. I mean, again, they did they did cover against the Dolphins, but it was also a six point game with about five minutes to go. And I don't know. True. I'm not sold that you know just because they played really well last Sunday, which they did. There's a carry over there. Yeah, I, I'm just uh, we're just looking at the Bills as a team that that finally has their focus now. They're they're gearing up for that stretch run, and I think they're a team that very well could make a deep run in the playoffs again. I mean, hundred percent. But is Atlanta that bad? Is Atlanta like the Jets or Carolina? Uh, no, it's. I see what you're saying. You're, you're saying it's an inflated number, and I, I can't disagree. But that's just how we have to book these games right now because that's yeah. how they all. That we just keep losing on games like this one. Uh, I, I hope that you're right. I hope this number is too high, and I hope Atlanta betters get the money. It feels like it should be 11, but it's also outdoor in December and, and the Ralph and an indoor a dome team from the South coming up. So there's a little bit of a handicap narrative there, if you will, as well. Um, okay, another big spread. As we uh, scroll down, <laughs> the biggest one of the weekend, and I certainly understand it. This has all the makings of dead man walking. Jacksonville, after back-to-back heartbreaking losses, depending or, or fortunate losses, if you're a Tank fan, if you're a Jags fan, uh, 16 and a half at Foxborough, or 16, I should say. There's there's one 16 and a half, or two 16 and a half. Yeah. 41 and a half is your total. New England at home, that's just such a monster number, but it could be like a 24-6 game. Well, we agree with you here at the Superbook. We've got the game New England 15 and a half. And, and, and Mac Jones has struggled a little bit the last few weeks. He's looked like a rookie quarterback. Some people are asking questions of him. Did maybe the success he had during that winning streak was because they were playing bad defenses? I mean, like we said a few times, you kind of want to throw that Monday night win in Buffalo out the window. That game really was was not a good barometer when you have win like that. That was not a normal game. So Mac Jones, he's starting to struggle a little bit. 
but no one is going to want to bet on Jacksonville. Who's going to come to the window on Sunday morning looking to take Jacksonville right now? Well, we'll be, we'll be rooting for Jacksonville, but my no guess one. is this is going to be the lightest handle game of the week because this point spread is so big. People are just going to blow through this game. I don't think they're even going to want to throw New England in their money line parlays because at minus 1,200, it's not even really going to do anything for your parlay anyway. Do they know that, though? No. Mo- most, most recreational players probably don't understand that. that that's a fair point. Yeah, I feel like the unders in play here, but like this could be like a pick six for New England and stuff. I got a big dilemma. Do I start? I think I have, I have New England defense for my fantasy championship. Oh boy, nice. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Well, that seems like a very good option when they're at home. They're going against Jacksonville. Depending on the weather, I mean, it's very, very, very hard to picture Jacksonville lighting up the scoreboard right. on Sunday. Yeah, I just feel like the morale of this team after back-to-back goal line stands, like I don't think they're going to show up um, show up at all. So that's that's why I'm thinking about like a first half, kind of like Belichick just rallies, circles the wagons and just drops the hammer. Or even maybe yes, like sir. a, you know, Jags team total under. I think there's a play in there. I just got to figure it out because it's a really bad spot um, yeah. for Jacksonville. I, I just think they're going to roll over. I could see it. I mean, they've been kind of rolling over all season. So, I, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Except against your Buffalo Bills. True, true. Okay, uh, another big spread. Uh, San Francisco gets a Houston team that has been frisky lately. Mm-hmm. And we have a 12.5 point spread at home for the Niners, who blew it on Thursday night. We're up 10 nothing. Could have been up a lot more. Did not take care of business. And so now you have Davis Mills. A little confident, a little swagger for the Texans. Davis Mills actually looks pretty good right now. Uh, that was one of the, the one of the few games we did win on last Sunday was the Texans beating the Chargers. That kind of saved us. That knocked out a lot of money line parlays. was a huge win for the books. Uh, and it looks like Davis Mills has given the, the Houston a bit of a spark. At this point, I'd say he's clearly a, an upgrade from Terod Taylor as as the Houston quarterback. And uh, really, I, I I don't even think it's I don't even think it's a question right now based on what I saw on Sunday. I thought he looked pretty good. He looked pretty competent. I mean, he was he was thrown in to the fire early in the season, and he's and he's not exactly in a great situation there with that team around him. But uh, I thought he played really well in that game against the Chargers. And a lot of people apparently agree with me because almost every bet we have on this game is on Houston. They're taking the points with the Texans. They were taking fourteen. They were taking thirteen. We're down to twelve and a half. Thinking Trey Lance will be the quarterback for the 49ers. Yeah, it feels like a big number for Trey Lance. I, I don't disagree. So, and that's the way the public is betting this game, though. So be careful. You know, when the public all lines up on a dog, I mean, we've all seen what happens there. But it's definitely a very popular uh, dog this week. People not looking to lay the big number with uh, the backup quarterback for San Francisco. And like you said, the 49ers are off of a really bad loss. They should have won that game two Thursdays ago against, uh, against the Titans. Yes, they should have. Um, but the Titans are. Titans are balling lately. Like, give them credit. Yeah, uh, no, they're smoking mirrors with without Derrick Henry, and yeah. they're they're making it work, so to speak. Okay, so that covers the double digit spreads that I wanted to rip through. Let's go back to some more interesting games. Let's let's go Tennessee because this Miami team has been an absolute machine. Whatever it is, eight in a row or something like that. They cover on Monday night. Obviously, uh, Ian Book just you know out of, out of his element, so to speak. It was his first time taking snaps against a, a varsity team, if you will. Yep. And, uh, you know, game went as expected. But uh, three and a half feels like a little bit high of a number, but maybe Miami's just kind of beating bad teams. 
you know, Miami's front line deserves a lot of credit. Their defensive front was awesome in that game. They oh, they just overwhelmed Ian Book. He had no chance. Miami getting a lot of sharp money this week. You know, even when we put up the 12-day number on this game last week, they were taking Miami plus four. They took Miami plus four when we reopened the game Sunday. They took three and a half flat. Right now we have Miami plus three and a half, minus 120, and, and it's a side that's getting a lot of sharp money. I think they've won, like you mentioned, seven games in a row, and they find themselves in the playoff race. Uh, I don't know that you could give enough credit to Brian Flores and his staff for the job they've done to be one and seven and be where they are right now. And to be where they are right now, and it's not like they're getting high-end quarterback play out of Tua Tonga Viola. I I think that the credit should go to the defensive line and, and Brian Flores and his staff. He's got them on the cusp of maybe getting into the playoffs which is remarkable considering where they were at the end of October. I mean, that, that's like coach of the year worthy, honestly. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because he's down to like 16 to one, I want to say. If he um, makes the playoffs, if, if he makes the playoffs with that group and Tua and a one in seven start, I, I think I think you'd have to give him a strong consideration for coach of the year. Yes. Well, let me ask you this because the coach of the year – uh, market is really baffling. I write a column every uh, m- post every Tuesday, and it's mostly focused on Super Bowl and MVP. But then I do a little kind of odds and ends, and I don't understand how Matt Lafleur is the coaching favorite. Because for yeah. me, it's all about narratives. And if Aaron Rodgers is your odds-on betting favorite, and he gets all the credit and all this stuff, then how can you? I, I need to look up: Has there ever been a Coach of the Year and an MVP from the same team? Because it's almost narratives, right? I just don't know how LaFleur. I mean, you're talking Andy Reid at 60 to 1. I was firing. I, I bet him the previous week at 50 to 1, and I bet again at 60 to 1. How is he not coach of the year, uh, given what they've turned around? Going to be the one seed, and Mahomes is in, in the changing on the fly, the defense, as you've alluded to. Even other guys like Flores, like Taylor at the Bengals. Uh, I just don't think LaFleur, based on kind of the narratives, is, is coach of the year. Yeah, I, mean, I could also argue that LaFleur sometimes doesn't get enough credit. Everybody just gives all the credit to Aaron Rodgers. I know I'm guilty of that. I think Rodgers Fair. is the clear I think Rodgers is the clear NFL MVP this year. I've said that for weeks, but uh, I think sometimes LaFleur maybe is taken for granted. Uh, all all LaFleur is going to have to do is win one home game in January and he'll be in the NFC Championship game for the third year in a row, all three of his seasons going to the conference title game. Yes, he has Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is great, but I think LaFleur does get overlooked a little bit. He he, he deserves, uh, I think, more credit than he gets, and I say that as somebody that laughed hysterically when he kicked that field goal last January in the NFC Championship game, but we can't, right. hold, that, we can't hold that against him here in 2021. He's done a good job with that team. Uh, he has, and I don't want to dismiss him, and it's obviously nice. It's always nice to follow a guy like McCarthy, but I, I just I feel like, like you mentioned floors. I feel like there's other situations that should get coached there again, based on where, narratives and all that. Where's Mike Vrabel? What are his, I don't, I don't follow that market at all. He's I mean, like Mike fourth favorite. I mean, the yeah. losing a few times didn't help. Well, if you look at their record and the injuries they've had, I, I, I think he should be a guy that's, that's at least talked about. I mean, Tennessee will likely win that division and they're, they were in the mix for the one seed for a lot of the season, despite a number of key players on their offense being hurt. So I think I think Vrabel's another guy that uh, has done a really good job this year. Um, I agree, but he was the favorite at the mid-year point. But I don't know if he's going to win. I mean, I just think right. the way things well. But again, if they end up, you know, flipping the switch a little bit—not flipping the switch, but winning out—it's going to be really close. I think there's a lot of good candidates. I just don't understand the disparity of like, like Andy Reid at sixty to one. That just like 
makes no sense. Right. Uh, another intriguing game, Kansas City at Cincinnati. KC, obviously the toast of the town, eight straight wins, six straight covers. I think their most impressive performance was last week against Pittsburgh. But again, it's a Steelers team that has not scored a touchdown the first half in five straight games. And they obviously looked crisp even without Kelsey and everything went well. I think this is where they're going to sway me. It's amazing. Eight straight wins isn't enough for me. But to really show they're truly back, I think covering five or taking just winning at Cincy would be a nice win. Off a of Bengals team, off a of big win. Is Cincy capable, though, of, of keeping it going and not having a flat spot? Because they are a team that lost the Jets. Well, this has got to be the best game of the week, right? And, and Cincinnati, right. Look, Cincinnati looks like they're going to win the AFC North. So a lot of credit to Zach Taylor. They've got all these young weapons on offense. They're they're at least a year or two ahead of schedule right now, in my opinion. That, that's a team that, that's going to be really good for a long time. I look at the other quarterbacks in that division. It's a little dicey. And Joe Burrow looks like he's going to be one of the best players in the NFL if he's not already. As far as Sunday's game is concerned, we'll be big Joe Burrow fans. You can imagine that everyone's going to be on the Chiefs. They already are. It's going to be one of the most heavily bet games of the week. The public loves those road favorites. We know we talk about that all the time. So we're going to need the Bengals big in that spot. And uh, it's a great game. I mean, this is definitely sharp action on that game. No, I wouldn't call. I wouldn't call what I've seen sharp. I I would just call it public money on the side. At least the total. They've surprised us a little bit with how much they've driven up our total all the way from 48 to 51. Kansas. Kansas City has been a defensive-minded team the last few weeks. That's why we opened the total a little on the low end, but they've pushed us up quite a bit on that one. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure about the Kansas City defense. I actually like Cincy team total a lot in that game. Kansas, uh, Cincinnati. I love watching them on offense. Burrow is awesome. He's got these great receivers. Uh, even think back to that game they lost to San Francisco a week or two, maybe two or three weeks ago. Burrow, the throws he made in the fourth quarter to get that game to overtime. I mean, he looked like a guy that's going to be an NFL MVP one day. He was awesome. Hmm. Yeah, no, he, I mean, look, he's been outstanding the last couple of weeks at 500 plus in one of those games. I mean, just dynamic. A uh, game that is interesting because we have Lamar Jackson returning to practice yesterday. Obviously, I think that's baked into the line. Hmm. You have three and a half road favorites for the Rams who won out in December. This might be a little big, of, too big of a line. You know, Probably we, three feels right. We, we obviously this number is being set as if Lamar Jackson is going to play for the Ravens, but we thought Lamar Jackson was going to play last week for the Ravens, and we got crushed on that game. Bengals ended up blowing them out against the third string quarterbacks. I guess Huntley got COVID in addition to Lamar Jackson being hurt. Uh, really, just a rough year for Baltimore. No breaks for the Ravens this year, and Coach Harbaugh. Uh, we'll we'll need the Ravens big though. Everyone's going to bet the Rams in that really? game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're going to lay three and a half, and they already are. Uh, there was some sharp guys that laid a two and a half. Felt we had that number a little low, if I have that correct. But uh, yeah, I mean, oh well, that was on. The, I should say that was on the twelve day number. Uh, so that's a little that's a little misleading. Yeah, we when, we, when we put up the twelve day number, we had it on the other side of three. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Rams. I mean, that secondary is really bad for Baltimore. So the Rams should be able to light it up. Well, of course, the secondary is bad. Half the guys are out. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, I know we gave all that credit to Joe Burrow, and I think he deserves it. But last week's game is not what I'm talking about with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was playing against like third, fourth, fifth string DBs last last Sunday with two elite receivers on his side. Of course, it looked like pitch and catch. There was the Baltimore just had no chance in that game. Green Bay with your odds on betting favorite, Aaron Rodgers. Minus seven at home against Minnesota. This was a game, obviously, the Vikings won earlier in the year. Uh, this is losable, but the pack at home at Lambeau Sunday night, 
seven feels a little high, especially for a Vikings team that continues to play one score games. Yeah, they, they were they were betting us Minnesota early on. They were taking seven. They took six and a half. We got down to six on this game. We had some really sharp money come in on the Packers this morning. So that's why you see us back up at Green Bay minus seven. And you've got to look at the scheduling spot where it's the Sunday night game. So all your parlays and teasers are going to run into Green Bay in the night spot. We'll need Minnesota really big in that game. That'll probably end up being our biggest decision of the week will be Minnesota because it's the Sunday night game because of how popular Green Bay is and because of that point spread. It's just going to be teasers and Moneyline parlays all crashing down at Lambeau Field. And I don't want I don't want to go home on Sunday night after work and, and have to sit there and root against Aaron Rodgers, man. That sucks. I made a mental note last year because if you remember going into the penultimate week, which this is and last year was week 16, mm-hmm. the Packers played at home Sunday night against the Titans. And it was a two-horse race for the most part. It was Mahomes and Rodgers. I was leaning Rodgers, but Mahomes was definitely closer than like the second betting favorite right now is. It wasn't odds on, I don't believe. And then Al Michaels and Collinsworth just showering praise to Rodgers. And they, storm, they steamrolled the Titans for the most part in the snow. Yeah. And then Rodgers just you know, overwhelmingly won. I have a feeling the, the influence that Collinsworth and Michaels have will play a big role in this. I mean, he's already an odds-on favorite, right. but I actually think minus 170 might be a hammer because of the, the platform that he has going into this Vikings game. I can see that. And, and, and doesn't, I don't think Brady will have an opportunity like that, right? Don't they have a – they've got another dud of a game next week. I think they play Carolina maybe. So Brady, Brady won't really have another big stage to be on. That's a good point. I probably should have looked that up. I did make a mental. I think it's yeah, they had Carolina two of their final four games. Now, yeah. Darnold's getting the starts. So it's a little different. Maybe it's a little bit better of a game, and he can have more stats because they're more competitive. Carolina's more competitive in the game. But to your point, it's not Sunday night football against a you know good team or whatever. And I just I don't think the voters are going to give it to Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he's been awesome for the Colts, but I, I still think it's going to come down. Rodgers is going to win. But I, I still think if anybody beats him, it's going to be uh, it's going to be Tom Brady. Well, that's okay because I wrote about Taylor. I think like v- voters tend to want to be cute and special, like we saw with Devontae Smith, or at least that's my opinion uh, a couple years ago in the Heisman. Mm-hmm. And I think Taylor has a pulse in that regard, and it also breaks the Brady Rogers tie. Now that I wrote that before the Bucks lost, yeah, to the Saints. Has eleven point favorites. Uh, so well, let's let's say let's say what it really was. They got shut out by the Saints. Yeah, and it was now, on Sunday night, Sunday night football. Now yeah. I know all their I know all their weapons got hurt, but we we watched we watched Aaron Rodgers on a Thursday night in Arizona move the ball up and down the field with all of his guys out. Devontae Adams. Was out but Rodgers also got smoked by the same New Orleans defense in Week One. That's the difference. oh, that's true. That is very true, and it's a good point. But I just I feel like that was so long ago. Exactly. That. Only only people like you and me remember that game. Uh, you know who remembers a game week one? Uh, just it's so far away. It feels like this has been a really long NFL season. I, you know, this feels like it's like week thirty. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, I, I'm 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 a broken down man here, but uh, you're no one, a broken no, man. No one, uh, nobody remembers that game, and I, and maybe it should be held against Rodgers. Probably should. I mean, it's the same I, opponent, I, right? I could... But I I just don't think that it will be. I agree with no hundred percent. Week one is just not going to resonate, even though again the details and all that. But we move on, and the game that I want to—I think this is my hammer time. 
can we bet on Washington at all? Like, what's the number you need to bet on Washington? Because there's a three even out there, and it's mostly three and a half. Philly laying it. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I would be, I wouldn't be in any rush to bet on Washington after what I saw on Sunday night. Very little I saw. I turned that game off very early on. Uh, we'll see, though. I mean, I know the public is going to be on Philadelphia. Philadelphia right now looks like they are going to make the playoffs. This is one of our most one-sided ticket counts of the week. Everybody's on the Eagles in this game. We'll need Washington big. Very sharp players took under 46 and under 45 and a half in this game. Hmm. So no, nothing that I would describe as being wise guy money on the uh, on the side either way, but some real sharp guys on the under. I don't know if they're looking at maybe weather or maybe they just look at the two teams and say the quarterbacks aren't any good on either team, which I don't disagree with. Washington just looks like it's done. And I mean, that was yeah. an embarrassing performance on Sunday night, but we've seen oh, yeah. teams bounce back. I mean, they're look, they don't get to the NFL without being competitive mm-hmm. dudes. And when you get embarrassed like that, I don't care if you're eliminated from the playoffs or not, like you, you tend to show up. At least sometimes. Um, so well, that's, that's that's sometimes a, a trap. Good, that's usually a good time to get behind a team after right. they've had a terrible loss like that, or it's a good time to fade a team after they've had an incredible win. The market generally overreacts to these things. Uh, that's why I think you see Philadelphia being such a big favorite on the road. Although having grown up in that area, I can tell you that there will be more. There'll probably be more Eagles fans at that game than Washington fans. So don't I wouldn't read in any kind of a home field advantage there. Okay, fair enough. Um, this is a big game, and I'm I'm kind of I feel stupid for letting it drop for as long. But I really this this game this line was probably going to be three at some point this season. But Dallas and Arizona, uh, mm-hmm. Cowboys are now up to six. I mean they looked sharp. They looked like they had bounce in their step, albeit against Washington and Arizona, just limping to the finish line. To, uh, Kyler Murray's kind of body language not not as strong and yeah. Arizona's just the wheels have come off can't believe this was the last undefeated team this year at 7-0 and well the wheels have definitely come off and Arizona looks like Pittsburgh last year where they got off to a hot start and they've just fallen apart and we we completely agree with you at the Superbook we opened this game Dallas minus three last Sunday when we gathered to do these numbers and immediately the money came in on Dallas we even had a very sharp player lay us five during the week shows how far off our opener was in the opinion of that player and now we're at Dallas six. Everybody's on Dallas. Wise guys are on Dallas. The public is on Dallas. We're going to need the Cardinals, man. I mean, we're going to need, uh, and we, you know, we just opened up the Superbook in Arizona. And we, oh, yeah. We, you're the big, you were the spotlight. Uh, you're yeah, we were, our team, our marketing team was in Phoenix. That's where I lost my voice at that exciting guaranteed rate bowl. So much fun at the, uh, at the guaranteed rate bowl. But uh, we're, we're in Phoenix now. We're in Arizona now, but we'll be big Cardinals fans this week. Because they're going to be betting Dallas everywhere, all over the country. What do you think this line closes? I don't know how it could go higher than six. I mean, you you already hit it on the head. This game was a three the whole way. I, I've been shocked by this line move, and it's it's been uh, not at all what we expected. And I mean, we we got to keep an eye on who's in and who's out because we do that for every game. But I just I can't believe this number would go higher than six. I think it's already at the top. I think it closes to seven. I really do. I don't. Yeah, you know, I can't predict the sharp so behavior, much. but. Man, Dallas Seven. is really – I mean, look, they look like a wagon. I mean, the only time they've played poorly is when they were beat up at receiver in that middle stretch of the season. I mean, against the Raiders, against Kansas City. Um, they look crisp in that defense, albeit against some weak competition. But that defense – I mean, first of all, it's more, remarkably improved from last year, which is key. You, they just had to be oh, about yeah. average to complement the offense. But I, I think they're impressive here. 
Oh, they definitely are. And the, and the, the NFC playoffs this year are going to be really, really great. I mean, there's, there are going to be some very good teams. We'll probably have some big point spreads that first weekend, the wild card weekend. But once we get, you know, sort of trim some of the fat in the wild card weekend and get to the divisional round, the NFC playoffs are going to be awesome. I agree. A couple games to bang out real quickly. Meaningless game, Detroit, Seattle, another situation for Seahawks at home, laying seven against a team that's not in the playoff hunt. Any action here? Not really. Uh, very light action on that game. There, there, will, there will be some because it's in the afternoon, but uh, th- there was some uh, some players that took, took I think, eight, I want to say, with the Lions. If I, I can't remember that one too well, but it, the, number, the numbers come down a little bit. They were taking the points with Detroit knocked us down to a field goal, but not a big game. The only reason to watch that game is hopefully Dan Campbell has another ridiculous kick in him and we can get a nice laugh. Denver at the chargers, uh, LA, obviously trying to go to the playoffs and make a push, but they were the, uh, they've had a disappointing couple games. They lose the one on Kansas city with all the fourth downs on that Thursday night and then loses double digit 13 point favorites in Houston. So this has been a bit of a setback for uh, well, Herbert and company. Yeah, more than disappointing. I mean, they, yeah. they absolutely should have beat Kansas City on Thursday night. That was a game the book got crushed on. They they absolutely should have won that game. And then, of course, they expect to beat Houston, even though that game was on the road. That was another terrible loss. The, the Chargers are they're struggling right now. Uh, but everyone, nobody's looking to bet Denver either. Denver off of a bad loss to the Raiders. Right. We'll need we'll need Denver in this game. I need Denver. I bet Denver over wins. Really? When I I heard that they were going to acquire a certain guy to be their quarterback, that's yeah. a de- that's a pretty decent player. So I need them to win one more game here, and I don't I don't know if they're going to be able to do it against the Chargers. No, I don't think they're going to. Uh, what do we got? Um, Lock playing. Yeah, and 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 that's that's a good point too. I think that that's really a bigger uh, a bigger difference than maybe we realized. Because Drew Locke just has no business being I out there. I think he there. stinks. Oh, he's terrible. He's terrible. And, and and they've they've downgraded Bridgewater to doubtful. We're, we're proceeding as if Locke is going to be the quarterback. And really, that game against the Raiders on this past week was it wasn't as close as the score indicated. I think they had a defensive, either a defensive score or a touchdown that was set up by a defensive play. The Broncos' offense did nothing in that game. Yeah, it's Fangio is, is special as well. So there's a lot to like there. Mm-hmm. Uh, True. With the from the watchability. Okay, let's go to the Monday night game. And I've told myself I don't want to talk about this game much throughout the week because I'll end up betting it because I don't want to bet this game. But it's the it's the Browns minus three at the Steelers. There's a couple three and a halfs popping up. I, I I can't trust either team. Can you? Well, hold on a second. A, you are going to end up betting this game. Come on. Don't, oh, don't I bet it for sure. Absolutely. I, I know. I I, I don't think I can that. pre pre flop it though. Most of the money's on Cleveland. Uh, you know, Cleveland really uh, probably should have won on Christmas Day against Green Bay. I thought that there was oh, 100%. some, you know, the, the, is, is when Cleveland sticks to the run, their offense is very efficient. And there were some really bad calls that went Green Bay's way in that game. Cleveland uh, was very impressive in that, in that spot. Uh, tough, uh, tough season for the Steelers. They got worked by Kansas City on Sunday. We'll need the Steelers here. I don't think it's going to be a huge decision. Really, you'll need a home like a fan, a, a fan base like that and all that. You'll yeah, points. they're gonna they'll run their parlays to to Cleveland. That's how they bet mm-hmm. the game. Uh, that's how the last Monday night game was bet, where everybody just closed some parlays with Miami. And I but think back to back losses though. Yeah, but people just don't. I mean, you're, I think you're thinking the betters are a little bit more sophisticated than they are. The average person just sees Cleveland minus three and a half, 
They know Pittsburgh's playing terribly, and they say, give me Cleveland. Okay. I was just going to say recency bias, like, which is not giving them yeah. a ton of credit, is my point. But to be clear, I'm not. this is not going to be a huge decision. It'll probably be a comparable decision to what we had last Monday. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, my, my man, let's get to the bonanza. It's time for Baby Bankroll Bonanza. All right, Murray, you're stretching your lead. 2-0, and oh, the Prince of Props chimes in with yeah. a winner. And then you also have the Bills. I lose on the Cardinals. I thought that was a good buy-low spot for Arizona. Not so great. Col- yeah. I mean, Carson Wentz actually delivers. And so uh, the Prince of Props, though, feeding you the winner. Yeah, I actually had the pleasure of watching the game with them at Bar Rex in Old Town Alexandria last, last Thursday night. Tremendous evening. Uh, tremendous evening with cigars, a winner. Whiskey flowing. Uh, you, you really can't ask for a better Thursday. Honestly, uh, he came through. Hopefully, he'll have another play this weekend. For me, we talked about it on the program. I, I think this guy, this line has gotten too high. I'm talking about Arizona plus six. It, mm. it looks like it's, it looks it looks like it's six pretty much everywhere. We're up there at six right now because we've got so much liability on the Cowboys already, and we know more is coming. But I, I do think this number is a little bit too high, so I'll go a dime on or. 1100 to win a thousand on Arizona plus six. I just hope I don't regret that. I'm, I feel like I'm going to regret it because Kingsbury's going to kick some 25 yard field goal and I'm going to have to turn the game off. And, and you have the option of waiting. I mean, if you think the money's coming on Dallas, you can wait and get no, maybe a better okay. number. It's okay. I, I think I'll, I'll lock in the Cardinals now. All right. There's a lot of games I like, as many can maybe tell throughout the course of this podcast. I do like the Eagles. I just can't lay it, though. I just, they're not good enough. Um, I'm going to take the Vikings plus seven. I think it's a big game for Minnesota. They play one-score games. I think Green Bay is really good. I think Rodgers is amazing. But I'm going to take the plus seven here. I'm going to go a dime okay. as well on that. So uh, I, I can see that. I think I think Green Bay maybe got caught on Saturday looking ahead to this game. Yes. And they got they were very lucky to beat Cleveland in that game. So we'll see. Well, they were up Green- convincingly and then kind of just like pulled off the dogs, right? They called off the yeah, dogs. Yeah, that's true. They called off the dogs. But they did it too early. And then I thought the refs kind of saved them at the end. I should say that. You're right. Green Bay was comfortably winning that game most of the way. Yeah, they, they're good. They're, I mean, going back to the fourth, they're, they're well coached and everything. But, um, you know, it's tempting. I like tempting, the Vikings man. in this one. I mean, a good, good, good revenge spot for the pack, but seven's too much. So I wouldn't take six and a half. I would take seven, which I am. The Vikings, right, my man, great stuff as always. Happy I was going to say, year, my friend, go ahead. The, the Vikings did win the first game, right against Green right. Bay. Correct. Yeah, they did. Okay. All right. Came cool. Down to the end. Yeah, that's right. We that was one of the games we won really big on that game. That's how I remember that. But yes. Okay. Cool. I appreciate it. Um, Las Vegas Bowl tonight. I wish you were joining me. I know. I appreciate the, Las the invite. Vegas Bowl. But we'll we'll do we'll do another one here in the future. It's bowl season. All we do here at the Westgate Superbook is cross our fingers that they're actually going to play the bowl game. So send good uh, good wishes our way. Please play these bowls game, bowl games. Let these kids play. Some of the teams are backing out. It's not just their fault, though. I know. Well, that's true. It's true. It's It just it's it sucks. I felt bad. I knew some people that went to San Diego for the Holiday Bowl. That game got canceled the day of. Ugh. And we found – imagine that. And we found that when we landed in Phoenix – we heard that story and we were like, oh my God, we, we, we got tickets to this game. It starts in a few hours. Are we going to actually play it? I mean, it's just a really weird, really weird time right now. For sure. And it makes uh, booking, I would imagine, pretty, pretty hard. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, bud. Great stuff as always. Happy New Year to you and the little pup. And we'll, uh, we'll talk in 2022. All right, buddy. Talk soon. This has been Baby Bankroll Bonanza. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Daily Wager Extra Podcast. Obviously, we have the Monday through Friday pod, 10 minutes every day uh, during the week, I should say. And then we also have the football extras. We have a Friday, Thursday night, and then either Sunday night or Monday morning, depending on the week with Mackenzie and uh, me. So uh, best of luck to everyone. Happy New Year. Be safe out there. And we'll talk to you in 2022.